Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, kings and queens. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to come on and share her um, experience in regards to being a women athlete and also, you know, helping the community with a variety of things, including her um, being a new release of a published author. Uh, but before we get into that, um, I do actually have the honors of being a guest speaker for our Girls Confidence Camp next week uh, for the ages of 10 and 18. And I wanted to just uh, take a moment and actually share a clip that gives a little bit more information in regards to what we're doing next week. Hey there, my name is Jenny Lee, and I want to speak on an amazing event called the fourth annual Confidence Glam Camp for girls for the ages of 12 to 18 years old. Sign up today. Um, the dates are July 8th through the 10th of 2022. Also, which is located in Camp Geneva in Florida, as well as if you want to be a sponsor or donate for this event, um, you Contact information is girlsigniting at gmail.com. And remember, everyone, to stay on common. Yeah, so if you know any girls, if you have any nieces or you have any daughters or maybe even cousins between the ages of 10 and 18, be sure to register them so they can enjoy the camp. It's uh, three days of events, including um, a place to stay as well as fun activities. They'll be doing tea parties. Um, they'll be speaking on purity. They'll also be doing horseback riding, zip lining. So I'm super excited to have the honors of being a part of that with some amazing guest speakers as well. Uh, please go ahead and register your daughters. Uh, again, I believe the cutoff date for that will be on Monday. Uh, so if you're interested or you know someone that's interested, go ahead and register them to get them in an amazing camp. But without further ado, we have an amazing guest speaker uh, that's going to come on in just a moment to tell you a little bit about her. Um, Ashley, she's a Reading High School graduate and a Reading High School uh, assistant girls basketball coach, released her first book titled My Blueprint to Become a Queen of the Castle, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, just to tell you a little bit more about Ashley, uh, she has a uh, she has had playing opportunities in Germany and also played in the ABA basketball in both Virginia and North Carolina. Uh, what she does as well is she's also uh, provides scholarships to student athletes, which is funded through her organization called Proud Alumni. So we'll get to that um, as we 
get to know Ashley a little bit more today. And she just spent some time with us uh, to share her journey in regards to being a coach now, but also having the process of being a woman athlete. So thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on today. So thank you, ladies, for having me. Absolutely. Is there anything that you wanted to add or share that we didn't add um, in your bio? Um, you basically touched points of what I've done thus far. Um, that's basically that's basically it as far as playing playing experience wise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. So, can uh, before we get into your experience um, in regards to playing, can you tell us a little bit about your life and how was it growing up? Uh, yeah. So, um, growing up, I was a church kid. I was in church well, Tuesdays, what Thursdays, Fridays. Sundays, elder church, whatever. Uh, my grandfather was a bishop. Uh, my uncles are bishops, and so are um, my other family members as well. So basically, sports for me was a way of actually getting outside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Being in church, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a big tomboy. Um, played football, baseball, I climbed trees, manhunt. Um, I, I like to be outside just to be involved with being, being involved, running outside, sweating. Compared right. to these kids nowadays on these tablets and phones and just doing whatever they do at home. Yeah. Um, that was a big, a big uh, mark for my childhood, just being outside, uh, hanging around, hang around the boys. I never, they never took it easy on me. I always, you know, one of them. Uh, I had a lot of, of course, female friends too, but they were always so catty and chatty and I wasn't really mm -hmm. too down with all that <laughs> drama stuff. So hanging with the boys was just easier for me coming up. Okay. Okay. So is that how you, how did you get introduced in playing basketball? Was it because you were with the guys all the time and it's just something that you were able to do to not go to church? Like, no mom, I'm going to the park. We got a tournament today. Actually, no, I have two older siblings. So my sister, um, she actually, I can say she molded me first into playing basketball. I used to watch her game while she was in high school and I was still, you know, coming through the trenches and I would be in the stands yelling at her, like, you need to shoot the ball more. Like, just fussing at her through the stands. Mind you, I might be like, you hey, know, to see the right in high school. And um, my brother also plays sports. So they actually kind of molded that path for me as well. Um, and my dad always had me lift the weights in the backyard at the age of 10. So I. Mm. I oh, wow. Thing. Yeah. I think it was to be do something in regards to sports. So. He was like, we're going to get this together. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's going to be strong. So right. Be <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Did you ever get like, did the boys even sometimes tease you because you're like the only girl? No, they used to get upset. Really? Get tossed up or get scored on. So nah. They, it was just even. I never had any problems with that. Mm -mm. Cool. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So um, what is it about basketball that motivates you to want to, you know, finish high school, graduate, and then pursue being a coach? Basketball is like a, it's a, it's a mental game. You kind of have to be smart to play a, a mental game. Mm. Um, and I like the challenges that it basically um, afforded me as well. Uh, and it's not more so like an exterior challenge, but it's a challenge within yourself. Like, I'm small, obviously. Um, I played against kids who were like, well, women who are like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 wow. And wow. here I am at 5'5". Five five, so you have to you have to have the heart of line to be able to compete against people who are bigger than you and find ways to, to be effective. Yeah. So that was one reason why I actually enjoy playing because it, it tested boundaries of you that you didn't know you had. Mm. So mm. In coaching, I, I like to actually uh, push that out of my kids now. 
which is a struggle. But um, there's some kids that have have some dog in them, which I, I love to see. I, I love it. So, and, and she posted out her sister too. I was about to say, you coaching. You coaching before you knew you was coaching. Yeah, honestly, yes. That is the truth. Especially being the point guard, like you have to see things before it happens. So it, it made the game a lot easier as far as transitioning to be a coach. Mm. Yeah. You know, being being that you're a female athlete, you know, it's hard. It's harder for a female. Oh, so yeah. can you um can you speak on um gender equality when it comes to sports? Because I know that's what you hear a lot when it comes into uh females being athletes with men. Or mm -hmm. so that that actually affects on every level. I don't know if folks realize that um high school youth sports, college, mm -hmm. professional, like even, I mean, we're having an issue now. I'm not going to put yeah. my name out there. Uh, but there's some sports organizations who basically will fund female sports to help them do whatever they want to do. And they give them good money. And our girls team is funded through us, us as coaches. Wow. Which wow. to me is against Title Nine, And I've been fighting about it for a long yeah. time, as well as coaches beforehand. But um, it, I think it, it comes down to marketing. As far as they, they feel as though that um, boys basketball is more entertaining, but it's still basketball. We still put the ball in the exact same way. You still get a bucket the exact same way. You still put it in the same, same amount of hours the exact same way. Yeah. And um, we also see it on a professional level with soccer. Like the women's were mm. basically had the best record compared to the men, and the men were still getting paid millions. Wow. So it's, it's just, yeah, the yep. unfairness in that. I, yep. I mean, like you said, you mean you guys are playing the same game, the same skills, yep. but you guys are getting paid lesser and they're being more rough on you guys than they are with the men. Agreed. Mm. Mm. Okay. How Agreed. is, because I've never been to, I mean, I, I really, I'm not a sports person. It's like the only <laughs> sports I go to is my sons. Like I'm at every game. I don't know what's going on, but I'm there for So... <laughs> How is, <laughs> yes, how is um the crowd when it comes to women's sports? Do y'all have a good amount of people that come out, you know, besides family? As uh, well? College levels, yes, you do. Okay. There's, there's mm. a lot of, okay. you have your, I mean, obviously your parents, your family, but you have the student body, you have a lot of alumni. Okay. High school right now, it's, it's a challenge because, I mean, I fuss about it. Um, a lot of the parents... Are busy. They need to have more than one job, or right working, yeah, or you know. So it's it's a struggle with that. Which we're trying to make uh, better for our kids, so they can have that same experience that we had growing up. Right. Yeah. When I was coming through high school, we had we had fans. Like there was mm -hmm. we had fans, regardless of who we were playing. We had fans. Hmm. And it's needed though, because that that builds the confidence for the other kids when they see their not only their family but their friends as well, and it yeah. motivates them to want to take it further than you know high school. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I need a support system when they get chewed out by their coaches or right. Playing, <laughs> you know, getting buckets on them. They need that support system besides hearing it from us or you know the cheerleaders on the side, which we do appreciate coming. But they need more than just the same people, you know what I mean? Like, right. you should come out and support your high school team. You're not doing anything on a Friday night or a Tuesday night, come outside, go, go to a game. Or if your parents can't come, a neighbor, a friend, a, a cousin, somebody. Right, right, right. It's all about support. I yeah, it's true, it's true. Cause I feel like, you know, without that, that support system, you're going through, you're going through certain things in your life that 
it's important to you and you have no one there, yeah. it just, it, it just, it, yeah, it, it makes you resent after a while. Like, you know, I ain't had nobody there and I had to do this on my own. I had to survive on my own. Yeah. You know, we get into that mentality where, you know, we get into survival mode because we ain't got that foundation and the support or the guidance for, you know, we just want somebody, at least one person to sit there and watch, you know? Yeah. And just cheer for your kids. Like, I mean, even uh, it's a city school, obviously, but when we're going to, you know, schools outside the city, it's like they have their gym full for a girls game. Why can't we have the exact same thing? You know? Mm, so, the, yeah. I mean, the city has changed a lot too, but even still, they're still your kids. They're still, it's still a community. I mean, it, it should be equal across the board. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, my question for you is I know, um, when I was younger and being a girl from the city of Reading and living here all my life, I used to do. I used to go up to Blacktop up at City Park. Yes. Did were you a part of that at one point? I sure was. <laughs> oh, awesome! <laughs> yes, I was. And of course, our, our we had an all girl team. We played against the boys. Mm, nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check y'all out. Are y'all playing down at Blacktop? Um, our kids aren't playing now. They have it mixed differently now where um, they have maybe like one or two girls on the boys team. They oh. don't they don't have like an all girls team. That I don't I don't know about any mm. of that. So. And how does that work with the girls playing on the boys team? Do they get the same play time? Because our girls gotta have the same play time. See that that I don't know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I'm gonna have to like go myself just to see, <laughs> like, see what's going on up here. I don't know. That I don't know. Let me find out. We're going to have to protest. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're up there playing with the boys, you know, it's only right if they have the same around amount right. of time as the boys. You know what I mean? They're they're trying to play, you know? I they're agree. trying to get out there and play that game. I agree. And, and I we hope can be competitive. Huh? Yes, we can. <laughs> we can be competitive as well. We can be competitive. Yeah. Oh, what are you telling me? <laughs> I agree. They don't believe it. We're gonna break a nail or something. But right. Oh That's the first thing they think about. Oh, you're gonna get hurt, or you're gonna break mm -hmm. a nail. Take it easy. It's like, I'll be alright. Yeah, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Put a bandaid on it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you spend time in Jeremy. Can you um speak on uh, why it's easier for opportunities overseas versus you know staying in the United States? Because I I see a lot of people that go overseas first before they take a contract here they support women on, on the sports realm um differently than they do in the united states i don't understand why that is but even the, the fan base is is differently now mind you i wasn't there long um once once i did arrive there i had to stop playing my legs would go numb uh, after running mm -hmm. and, yeah it, it really odd um so i was forced to come home once i came home it's been about nine years trying to figure out what the issue was. Like I couldn't run. So yeah. But um all I do know is the support over there is 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 so different. Like they'll pay for transportation, um, your housing is paid for, you get paid for your games, the the, the fans are like legit into the games. Like they don't care that it's, it's a woman playing or whatever. They're they're supporting regardless of who's who's playing. Nice. Yes. Nice. But you know, the United States, we got some some people who aren't too too bright in the nice way of saying it uh when women are doing anything differently than being inside the kitchen they just have a problem with it and it's most cases guys who can't even play sports 
Mm. Yeah. Wow. So they just basically was just throwing people up in there just to kind of play. That's what it sounds like. It is, yeah, <laughs> it does. But the, they have a really good fan base, though. They do support uh, tremendously across East. And that's why, like, for instance, like Brittany Griner, like she got in that little loophole. Like she was getting paid millions over there in Russia compared to the United States. Millions? M millions. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to have to note that. <laughs> <laughs> millions. That's why she kept going over there. The pay was good. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Nice. So even though you're into basketball and you're a coach, uh, was there ever at any point that that you didn't, if things didn't go through as a basketball player or a coach, did you ever have a plan B or any other options? Um, in college, initially, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, but obviously, the labs and practice in the morning, it wasn't working. So mm. um, I had to choose. Uh, I always wanted to have like a, a, a plan B just in case basketball wasn't, you know, uh, didn't work out the way I wanted it to work. Okay. Um, secondly, I don't. Honestly, I, I knew I would be in sports regardless, though. If I wasn't playing, um, either coaching or owning a team or something, I, I like sports. I always did. So somewhat you would have been in some kind of sport, even if it wasn't basketball. Correct. Okay. 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 So did you... Do you Are you an animal lover, or was that just like, eh? Oh, I'm an animal <laughs> I have a dog. I'm an animal lover. Okay. Okay. In school, elementary school, like getting books from the library about animals and how to take care of them and, and testing out my own animals in the basement. Oh, what okay. are you doing down there? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So that makes sense because I'm like, you know, sometimes when we go to college, it's like your parents or people that's uh, in your life is like, just pick something, just pick something. And yeah. You know, something uh -huh. else. I was just wondering if if you really enjoyed animals. Or <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> I don't like killing them. I let them free. I'm one of those. Oh, <laughs> interesting. So yeah. now that you know the world's changing and we have so many different type of genders and things like that, what is your opinion about the transgender females playing in women's sports? Hmm, that's a tough little question. There, um, me personally, I honestly don't. I don't care about it. Um, there there was not much of a commotion when there was a female who tra transitioned to male, and she won in a, a track and field event. There was nothing said about that. Mm -hmm. But now that she had this this swimmer who beat this right. person by like a millisecond, everybody's in the uproar. Um, I feel as though if if they have like they they're going through the process, they have the estrogen levels in, and and the parts are all you know removed and etc. I don't have an issue with it. Hmm. Okay. okay. My opinion. I think it's. I think it's a valid opinion. Like I said, I don't know much about sports. I just seen that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a I'm thing. just like that's interesting because you know they they say that men have a higher test testosterone level. Correct. And I don't I don't know how that works when it comes to sports. So but you have some women also, natural natural women who have high levels of testosterone too. So what's the difference? And you have folks mm -hmm. who are actually born with who are hermaphrodites. Right. That's so, yeah. like what's the difference? Mm-hmm. 
I think it could complain about, I guess. Go ahead, Jenny. Yeah, I think it could be because maybe because, you know, point and quote, you know, men are bigger, men are supposed to be faster. You know, I'm like, but we women can be, we're small, you know, we can be strong. I mean, majority of women, you know, especially being single, you know, we have to do a lot of things for ourselves that when we don't have a man around. Correct. So what makes the difference, you know? And I don't, I don't see it possible for them to create an, a different league for them as mm-hmm. far as being a transgender league. You know what I mean? That, that, to me, that makes no sense. Yeah. And, I, and, and to, to piggyback on that, it would be like, how many, how many transgenders do we have that play sports? Will it be enough to actually, you know, go exactly. away with championships? And that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially for kids on a high school level. So what do you, what do you do for a child who, you know, who says, you know, this is and that, and then their high school, you, you want to tell them they can't play a sport, you know? Right. Like if they already yeah. went through the whole transition. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, hard, it's a hard piece for me. Honestly, if it, it's not affecting me, if it's not affecting my kids, you're still competing. I, I honestly don't have an issue with it. Mm, okay. I like that. Yeah. So with a lot of uh, being in sports, you being uh, a woman, a black woman, um, have you ever experienced any discrimination playing basketball? Oh, honey, <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, well, playing different areas, you know, you get called out your name. I've been called the N word a few times. Mm. Um, college wise, I went to PWI, I don't know if you, oh, whatever. Yeah, PWI, uh-huh. it was just a whole different experience for me. Um, Ooh. that I would not recommend. But at the same time, I I learned so many lessons from that that I use today and also try to teach my kids who are here now. Um, it gave me tougher skin, but at the same time, mm. I, it just, it's, it's not needed. Right. Um, yeah. People like that, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't care for it, but I, I have experienced it, especially in college um, and, uh, and playing high school basketball. Hmm. And you also get them stigmas too when you have these old old school coaches uh, who don't know how to handle minority athletes. They mm-hmm. so with you walking around and et cetera, you have an attitude all the time, and ex- you know I've been through all that. Yeah. yeah. How? Oh, go ahead, Jenny. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, um, how was your emotions knowing that you're you're in the middle of a game and like say someone you know called you out your name or you know just the attitude and the unnecessariness as you're trying to focus on what you're there to do. How, how did you overcome that experience of, you know, shaking it off? Um, I just turned all that negative energy into the floor. I gave them 30. So nice. you, you talk 30 to me, whatever else, like I'm, I'm more of a laid back player. I'm obviously nice. my team, whatever, but when you, people like that, I, you trash them. That's all you can yeah. do. <laughs> Um, yeah, you don't need to put your hands on them because <laughs> it's going to make you look bad, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't anybody. So you just trash them. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is sad that we live in that in that kind of world, you know? But you're a basketball player. You're not no different than any other person. Yeah. But you know what, girl? Thank, thankfully, you went and you turned it around and made it into a positive and you sold them. I mean, that's what you all you can do. You can say that's what you want you about do. me, but I'm going to show you what I'm capable of. 
Right. And then, and then you laugh away when you're done, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get real quiet. They get real yeah. quiet. It's like, oh, so what was that? <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so anyways, um, can you speak about what made you start your nonprofit? Um, just seeing how the girls are done around here. Um, I wanted them to have the same experience that I had and some of my counterparts had, uh, or, or better. So for okay. us to do that, we wanted to make sure that they were set as far as financially. They, they knew what they were getting into. We had um, the correct connections to get them there. Um, as far as teaching them how to, you know, take care of their bodies, et cetera. They didn't, they, they, they didn't have that beforehand. And mm. to us, that was something that was holding them back for them to play the next level. Mm. So that's kind of why I did create the nonprofit. Um, just for them to, you know, keep the grades up one. Because the grades thing, a lot of AAU coaches just let them do whatever they want to do. And uh, when it comes to school, their grades are, are terrible. And I'm like, kid, like, you have to have the grades. If you don't have the grades, you're gonna you're not playing. Right. Mm. You you are a market after after your ninth grade year of high school, you are a market basically. So if mm -hmm. you don't have the correct core classes, or if you don't have the right behavior and et cetera, you, you won't get recruited. So mm. that's kind of why okay. I started the nonprofit. So just to educate the girls more about what's expected of them in high school and what's to come in college. Mm, nice. I like that. I like that you were you you that that motivates them that motivates them okay well i have to do this and if i'm not doing right i can't play i like yeah. that mm -hmm. well thank you and, it, and it's needed too because you know we have so much entertainment on the tv where like people feel as though if you're great at a sport that you can slide your way through and it's mm -hmm. like if you really want to go to college and you want to get a full scholarship it's about your grades you can't play if your grades ain't good and mm -hmm. that's so true and I, I think kids feel to realize too that there's so many other girls who are playing the same position that you're playing mm -hmm. so what makes it any different you know like yeah. you you can get you can get mistress like that you can be the, one of the greatest players in your county your 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 city etc but your grades can basically determine where you're going next. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can miss out on so much if you don't have your grades right. You made a valid point about they may be the best in their county or their city, but I think a lot of students don't realize that when you go to college, you're playing against the best of the best. From All right. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> nope. So true. So... As well as like uh, you have uh, you have mentioned prior to that we have we were speaking that you started a summer camp. Can you uh, tell us how that came about and can you share, give us details? Okay, sure. So we're entering year <laughs> six. <laughs> um, I've been working a lot of camps uh, across the U.S. Point uh, Guard Academies, Nike Camp, and whatever else. And obviously, a lot of our kids here don't have the funds to go to camps like that. A lot of these camps are like a thousand dollars per person per kid, wow. and it's like two or three days. So, um, my idea was just to basically take what I learned there and bring it back for our kids at a, at a cheaper price, but at a more mm -hmm. affordable price, so they can get the exact same knowledge as other kids are getting. Um, yeah. I, I try to get staff who are basically our college athletes. Um, I get a lot of guest speakers. Uh, I had a well. I'm working on getting Ruthie Bolton back. She was actually on the, the wow. dream team. Uh, Sherelle George is a 
she's a uh, Harlem Globetrotter. I have a friend, Ashley, she's an nice. So I, I have people in place to, you know, to spark a plug in these young girls' ears. Um, I, I think that's kind of good for an area like this because they don't see too many positive women in school. Yeah. Yes. In real life, so it's like I bring them here. Like, hey, look, you know, there's people like this around the world who are doing things that they love in regards to sports, and you guys can do the exact same, same thing too. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I think that definitely, you know, motivates them or pushes them better, especially if you get a, a star to come out and talk about uh, their grades. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's not just coach or mom talking about it. You know, this is legit. Mm -hmm. This is it serious. Is legit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that kind of really inspires them, especially if they meet them and they, they just like speak a good word in them. Yeah. That that's just like that is amazing. I love how, you know. The athletes that do that, like they, you know, you call them up and like, hey, can you come here? And even in a small town and yeah. they just want to see and how they're so involved in the community, you know, that that just that's that that inspires a kid. You know, they're like, yeah. great. I live in this small city, but there's so much more out there for me. You know, mm -hmm. I can do this. I love that. Definitely. Thank you. We try to we try to teach them that um, basketball can basically take you anywhere in the world you, you want it to take you yeah so if, if you don't want to play there's so many other avenues you can do with sports so just try to make sure we bring them people around so that they can see for themselves you know hmm. i like that so how did you get into um becoming an author because <laughs> you didn't speak nothing about me you know when i was younger i had to learn it's just I like, don't, wait. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just sometimes I just get, I get in these little creative habits, and I'm like, you know, I feel like doing this today, and I do it. Uh -huh. um, well, the pandemic happened. That's what happened. So mm -hmm. I had free time. I, I write a lot anyway. Um, I always spoke about writing a book. I just never had the time to do so. So I utilize my time during work, <laughs> driving around the city. <laughs> I'll park my car, and I'll just write pages. Um, That's awesome. I finished that book maybe within six to nine months. And wow. I had published in February. Uh, so far, it's doing honestly really good. I I never would have thought that it would uh, <laughs> I would receive this much action from the book. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy that you know that I that I that I did do it. So that's, that's great. amazing. Can you um, express to us just a little bio of it? Not too much because we want everybody to go out on Amazon and catch the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, just give us a little glimpse of what we're getting into. <laughs> it's basically a book about my childhood. Uh, um, growing up, um, sports, things that I had to overcome because I was a little punk growing up. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, not, I shouldn't say that. I was really reserved growing up as a kid. I laid back. I didn't talk too much. I only did what I was supposed to do, and that was it. Mm. Um, so I just spoke about... I know. You know. That's why your dad had you weightlifting. Yeah, he knew he was... <laughs> 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 I basically just spoke about some of those challenges that I had. Um, my grandmother as well, I had to help take care of her. She had an Alzheimer's disease, so a lot of times I couldn't even go outside because I had to watch her. Um, mm. So, you know, I made things work as a kid. So that's, that's all in the book. I ain't going to give too much information, but that's yeah. all in the book. <laughs> so, so things I, I conquered, basically. Sure go. Yes, make sure you check out her book on Amazon. I'm sure it's a great, inspiring book. And it, it tells you a little bit about yourself, too, as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, it Amazing. does. Amazing. That is so awesome. So thank so, you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. So is there anything you want to express or share that we didn't cover? Um, well, I am having another camp. I guess I'll put that information out now. Yes. Uh, July 21st to the 24th. It's a four-day camp. Um, a lot of activities. I've been applied to three-on-threes, uh, guest speakers, etc. cetera. Um, I also am working on another book, but I don't need those details. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's that's all I have basically coming out for right now. I'm trying to stay busy still, you know. Okay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about more about the camp? Uh, is it going to be in the evening or is it all day? It's from I'm sorry, eight thirty eight thirty to three thirty. Okay. Uh, Thursday through Sunday. That Sunday we're gonna have a cookout. Uh, you know, hamburger, hot dogs, stuff for the kids. Um, a lot of giveaways, prizes, competitions. Um, that's about it. Age limit. Grades, I'm sorry, grades, <laughs> grade two to 10, second grade to 10th grade, uh, girls, girls awesome. only. And how do they connect? How are they able to register or sign up? There's a flyer post around on social media and there's actually a QR code. So you scan okay. the code, you just uh, fill out, fill out the information and it converts it convert to me. So, okay. Easy way to do so. Um, and if you send me information um, for the people that's listening audio, I can add it under the bio as well. So that okay. way um, we can get that out there for them as well. Thank that you. Is fine. That is so great. Um, that is so awesome what you're doing for these kids. Um, I think it's amazing, you know, putting some time in and investing in your own community, which is very important. I agree. Yeah. So... We have one question we ask all our guest speakers. <laughs> I'm afraid for this one. <laughs> what makes you uncommon? Uh, um, that's a good one. I guess I would say I'm authentic. Mm. I like to support my own. I like to support women, basically. Women who are, who are, who are doing it. Uh, I like to be independent. I, I like to be creative in my own realms. Okay. I, um, I do not like to be in the box. So whatever that, whatever that sees fit, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I love that. You just, you just go after what you want. Basically. Mm. <laughs> I like that. As it should be. Exactly. You just as took the words be. right out of my mouth. I was about to as it, as it should be. <laughs> awesome. Um, thank you, um, everyone, for tuning in this evening. And is there any questions? Let's see if there's any questions from the audience. Nope, we don't have any questions. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you so much, Ashley, for speaking out and telling us a little bit about yourself and your story and being a part of the community for uh, young girls. Thank you so much for that and putting all your time in for that. I, we need we need more people to be doing that for our community, especially for the city of Reading. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, as well, for doing your part as well. And I know you guys are doing amazing things, too. Uh -huh. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, everyone, thank you for tuning in um, again. Uh, make sure you check out our apparel at www.uncommonwomen.net, as well as make sure you go check out our um YouTube channel, um, Uncommon Women Podcast, like and share. 
Um, I am currently still looking for someone for the month of July for an awareness for cleft, craniofacial, and psychoma awareness. Um, you can email me at uncommon3women at gmail.com. You can reach me there. Or if you're or a family member or anyone is experiencing or living through any of these awarenesses, you can definitely, um, again, email me at uncommon3women at gmail.com. And next week, unfortunately, we don't have a show next week. So make sure you guys join us July 14th at 7 p.m. And everyone, stay uncommon. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm.